Well, Logan, everyone, welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode 135, and as always, the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings, whether it's winter, summer, spring, or fall. It's always an appropriate time to sit back and relax and have a nice, ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue, especially during the holiday season. What better way to entertain and say happy holidays than a nice delicious Labatt Blue. Let's bring in our guest. No stranger to this podcast. I think it's at least fourth, if not the fifth time she has been on. It's right. It's our special holiday edition with Lisa McDowell, the Red Wing team dietitian. Lisa, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Art. I'm just ecstatic to be back for a third Christmas show. Yeah, it's definitely our third Christmas (laughs) show. That's right. But you've been on several times before. Uh, First of all, season's greetings. To you as well. That that has to be the most politically correct thing to say, right? Season's greetings because it can mean anything. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. the Festival of Lights, of course, the menorah. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> Whatever excuse we need to eat holiday cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You know, everything that people you celebrate out there, we're wishing you great times and have a great time. And you know, we do have you on every Christmas time because this is a very challenging time for a lot of people because uh, even though Thanksgiving came late this year, I don't ever remember it being as late as the 28th, but... Uh, it, it seems that a, there's a lot of things going on this coming weekend, uh, the 21st and 22nd uh, holiday parties. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious just uh, at this time, if you could just start off, because I really do want to get into the Red Wings and with uh, with with a different uh, regime being here now, how maybe your job has changed. But what should people really, really watch out for? I mean, you, is it just basically overeating? Well, I I think during the holidays, we tend to uh, have more commitments. And so all of those little tiny things that build up as stress for us um, tend to, you know, culminate during the holidays when we're a little bit shorter on time and possibly still juggling work schedules and in, you know, invitations where we feel that we're obligated to attend, um, to make appearances. And so I think some of the best advice is just, you know, simply to look at your day and your week in review to understand where you want to spend your time. Because sometimes those little micro stresses add up and then, you know, Maybe your morning starts out and, um, you know, you get cut off in traffic and just the little stresses that add up then could possibly lead to family interactions that maybe didn't go as well as you wanted to because you're so overextended or, or something. Yeah, a little too stressful. <laughs> So at this time, I know people often are also setting New Year's resolutions and looking at opportunities, you know, come January 2020, what can they do a little bit different um, to feel their best? And I I would imagine, I get this a lot, or I hear people say this a lot, okay, I'm going to go to a big holiday party or all-you-can-eat buffet, holiday buffet, so I'm I'm going to starve myself and not eat anything all day, and then, baby, I'm going to really load up. That's probably the most unhealthy thing you can do, right? Because 
if you're loading up, you're already going in with a mindset where you're not, your stomach's not thinking, your brain is, and you're just going to eat until you, you know, until you drop or something. I mean, <laughs> it shouldn't, binge eating, I guess, is not a good idea. Right. And, you know, you think about the season, one, one party of overdoing it isn't going to cause diabetes or, right. or becoming overweight. It's, it's really the choices you know, they say that what we eat in private, we wear in public. And so it's the choices over the year, the habits that we make um, that, that add up to how we feel. So you just really, I, I think, and you know, in my weight over the years has fluctuated. I mean, I have been, you know, almost really close to almost 300 pounds at, at one point, And then boom, you know, I've been 175. I mean, which is probably not good, but uh, either way. But what I have found is, is when you portion control and when you eat, you realize that you don't need as much food as you always think you do. And if you're able to, to portion control and eat the rainbow, as you say, you're going to be full. You're going to feel good. You're going to have energy. It's not this kind of constant battle that you fight where you think, oh, you know, I can get, you know, there's three burgers for five bucks. I'm going to eat three burgers. You, chances are you really don't need to eat three burgers. Right. It's, you know, it's important to pay attention to what's in the environment around you and what the choices are. And we've always taught the idea of eating 80 or 90 percent of the most optimal fuel um, to fuel your day with that 10 or 20 percent being you know, the, the special chocolate chip cookies um, at, at the holiday time or in hockey, it's often a little bit of beer or a little <laughs> bit of ice cream that, it, that fills that, you know, 10 and 20 percent. But the majority of the choices should be food that makes you feel great and can get you through the day so that you can optimize, you know, the, all of the things on your to-do list. Is there something about comfort food? I mean, is it reassuring? Is that a mental thing, even though that you might need that once in a while to settle yourself down more mentally, even though physically it may not be the best thing that you should be putting in your body? Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I think there are certain traditions um, that can be invoked even with smell, the smell of an apple pie or a pumpkin pie baking or chocolate chip cookies. Um, bringing back happy happy memories. Um, we know that the stress hormone cortisol is actually decreased when, when you have something comforting like that. And if we're always in this constant overdrive because we have these micro stresses throughout our day, places we have to get to, a lot of times we just overestimate what we right. can do in one day. And our days are packed so full that if there's any glitch with a tra traffic, that it really can put you over the yeah, edge. Yeah. And then, you know, you see your, your choices uh, change and, and maybe you're reaching, uh, you know, for an extra beer. <laughs> right, um, right. And then also sometimes our sleep suffers, you know, during the busy holiday times as well. And there, there's been so much documented re research on what happens to us when we don't get a good night's sleep. And our carbohydrate cravings definitely go up, and we tend to eat 
three to 500 more calories the next day wow. following a poor night's sleep. We know testosterone in men drops over just one night of poor sleep. So it's really crucial to, to pay attention and protect the sleep. You know, the, the holidays are going to happen, but if we can look at the, the items in our day that we can control, so we can show up for a walk or a workout, right? We cannot skip meals. We can we can choose, you know, a good quality breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get a good night's sleep. Those are the things that we can control, and then the rest of the day happens. Yeah, I went on a, a weight loss program several years ago, which was successful. Actually, I still modify that now whenever I think it's time to diet, and it, and it works. I mean, it's you know, it was uh, approved by a nutritionist from the University of Michigan, and she gave it to me, and it, it, it you know, for my body type or whatever, it really, really worked. But I can remember one time, uh, yeah, because I tried to limit my sugar intake. I started, I went to a, a graduation party, and as their party favors, or each table had like M&Ms. And I hadn't eaten a lot of sugar in a long time. And I had a couple of M&Ms. And then it was like, you know, one too many, a hundred not enough. I, was, I had like this insatiable craving for sugar and M&Ms. I mean, I went to virtually every table. I just couldn't, I just, seriously, I couldn't stop. Um, is there something to do? Because, you know, it was like my, I hadn't had, you know, sugar chocolate in a, yeah. you know, a, a long period of time that my body just, I don't know if it craved it or something. If it, do you drink water? Is there anything? Because I think that this is, I, I've told this story several times to people and they said, you know, hey, when I'm on a certain diet or I'm trying to limit something, if I have it, I can't get enough of it. Right. But is there anything that you can do for that? And, you know, unfortunately, our environment is so filled with so many choices that are very high in added sugar, and it, it really has become an epidemic for patients um, with type 2 diabetes struggling to maneuver the environment in, right. in trying to figure out how, how to get through. So we look at our environment with fast food on every corner. We have hormones and antibiotics added to food, and then this added sugar, artificial colors, artificial flavors. There's just, you know, so many things to try to avoid, and it becomes really complicated choosing what to eat. And so you find yourself so hungry, and um, we, we, we look at patients that, um, unfortunately, in the population struggle with um, in finding the, the good food because of all of the things that we call like the, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. So products that say they, they are good for you, they have a health halo effect, something like um, a kale juice, and then you turn the label over and it might have 50 grams of added sugar. Um, d there's a lot of different examples out, out there. And so one really great recommendation is just to look at the, the labels of products that you're purchasing. And you can really control your environment by avoiding the foods that trigger portion control problems. Right. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, and this is what I always look at sodium count and sugar count first. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I know that, uh, um, you know, sugar count for me for the for the, for the situation that I find myself in now, uh, mental or uh, uh, medically, is that it's got to be at the most five grams of sugar or less, and not. And then when I look at sodium count, 
I've always looked at it. I can't remember exactly the number. I usually it's usually tattooed on me, but it's not very high. It's like mm-hmm. two fifty or something mm-hmm. or lower. Uh, is, is that a good thing, or is it different for every person? Well, it's certainly different for every person. Um, the general recommendations for added sugar for women and kids is no more than twenty five grams of added sugar. And for men, 35 grams. Of course, athletes are a little bit different um, because we're looking to quickly recover from um, high, you know, heavy training. And so needing um, to make sure that they're getting a post-recovery shake that might be a little bit higher in carbohydrate. Um, But for the most part, we, we all can do better by avoiding the added sugar in right. our diet. Well, yeah, I think it's actually 500 of sodium, anything under 500 uh, mgs or whatever it is. So, uh, so typically 2,000 milligrams for the whole day right, is okay. what the recommendations okay. are. So okay. then dividing that throughout the day. But we find that there's natural forms of sugar and sodium in a lot of the foods that we choose to eat. So, you know, I know you joke about eating the rainbow and looking at... uh, Because I I started an addiction to Skittles once you told me to eat that, because that is the rainbow. It is. But but when when we look at, you know, the, the best practices around the world for health, and particularly for not only sport performance, but also for longevity for populations around the country that live to 100 and beyond. And we see that um, some of the similar characteristics are this commitment to, you know, hardwiring choices that are the rainbow. And so we get a lot of different, what we call micro, which are vitamin and minerals and, and plant chemicals, and then macronutrients, which is protein, carbohydrate, and fat, and then also fiber. So you get these compounds that just simply cannot be replicated in a pill. And the, you know, the deeper the pigment, um, oftentimes the more phytochemicals, plant compounds that they have. Right. And, and they just impact our genetic um, expression of how we um, you know, manage inflammation and disease risk. And so if if you give the right nutrients at the right time, um, even if you have a family history of cancer, you may never get cancer because you're choosing to incorporate things like broccoli, which is high in sulforaphane, or watermelon, which is high in citrulline, or beets for, for the nitrates, or apples for the quercetin. So all the different colors of the rainbow giving these different plant compounds really do protect us from stress um, and oxidation um, wow. and inflammation. Wow. I, I mean, it's so... And I do try to. I know I tease you about the rainbow all the time, but I do try. I, I do try to eat the rainbow. I see. I see what the Red Wings eat. I know about the energy drinks mm-hmm. and all that. Um, there has been like a, reg, a regime change, obviously. Ken Holland now is in Edmonton, uh, and you know Steve Eiserman is back here in Detroit. Uh, going back to Steve as a player. I think he, you know, it was a different time back then. I mean, nutrition was stressed and things, but, yeah, I never remember, you know, them being so conscious of it. Maybe they were, we just didn't talk about it back then. Uh, So I don't want to cast aspersions, but I guess what I'm trying to say now is, is that it seems to be a different time, even with a regime change. I mean, you, you know, you were, you've been the team dietitian now for a number of years. Um, 
has it changed that dramatically and that differently now that you know that there's a different uh, uh, you know organization, shall we say, uh, in charge of the Red Wings? Um, I I think that there's a bigger focus on recovery and training. Um, so Steve Eiserman um, has hired Barwis Training Methods, and they're providing our strength and recovery, and Mike Barwis is leading that. So is being part of the team behind the team with the trainers and the physical therapists and the strength coach um, and our chiropractor. Everything that we need is available to the players to help them, um, to help support their their training goals. Um, there's a lot of attention on corrections um, needed. Um, you know, when players have um, different strengths and weaknesses that are identified um, in many different recovery techniques, which are just amazing. We, we just... Uh, um, installed um, a sensory deprivation tank. It's called a float oh, wow. tank, which is like floating in you know over a thousand pounds of salt. And so it's it's designed to. Is that the, the closed chamber yeah, kind of? Yeah. In the dark and you're it's in the dark like, and you're just. Do they floating. have like eye, things over their eyes or headsets or anything, or it's just them basically just floating. floating? Yeah, and and you know it's designed to take the athlete from what we call the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is more the rest and digest. And what we find um, is elite athletes have a real difficult time switching from that sympathetic to parasympathetic. There's a lot of different techniques that you can employ that can help. So for example, there's different breath techniques for breathing, where if you just breathe in for four seconds, hold your breath for four seconds and breathe out, that Repeating that six different times can switch you over from the sympathetic to parasympathetic. Same thing with being in a deprivation tank like that, staying in there 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, There's a lot of really great scientific evidence that shows that that can really help the athletes, which can then allow them to get a better night's sleep. So, do they? Is it do they free their mind, or do they start not hallucinating, but do they? Does it take them off into dreamland or maybe yeah. they, you know, I mean, because it, it does. I, I, I'm fascinated by this stuff. I Me mean, too. Sounds... I, I am as well. And what's most noteworthy is you can't bring your phone in there. I don't <laughs> think any of the guys have um, because you're, you are in water and, and you're, you're kind of just, it's supposed to be designed for rest. And every time that we're looking at our phone, we are um, activating dopamine squirts in our brain, right? Wow. So when, when you're looking for maybe an Instagram like or, you know, who sent you a text message. Hey, here I'm in the tank. You're always, you're always on this overdrive. And so right. it doesn't really allow you to, to take a break from electronics. And so that, that feeds into that sympathetic nervous system. Well, you know, going even back to Steve, I remember the, the hyperbaric chamber. They had all kinds of things mm-hmm. when, when, you know, he was going through, you know, all those gruesome uh, knee injuries that, yeah. you know, that, that, that they would do anything to, you know, to get him in. He would, too, to make sure he was healthy and get on the ice. So I guess I'm not surprised, especially recovery time, which is important. How important is diet in recovery time? It's very important, especially in back-to-back situations. Mm-hmm. So we um, are allowed to um, provide food quickly. 
um, after games. So within 10 minutes usually of getting off the ice, we have a cold press juice machine in our Just locker room. Just an advocator's room. favorite. Yep. And so I make um, a turmeric ginger shot for post game um, every home the t- game. Turmeric is good. Yep. And so they'll they'll drink that along with their recovery shake, and then they'll do their workout. And then within an hour, we are serving a full meal. So our chef Bill does a, a wonderful job providing a lot of different choice and variety of targeted nutrients that we know help with recovery. So examples are the anti-inflammatory foods that can help with um, the stress of um, playing a game. Now, after a game, when I walk in and I'm going to interview, you know, the coaches and the players and all that, if you were to give me the turmeric Shots, you know, you see me mm-hmm. say, "Okay, all right, it's game time," or you know, post game, or you know, mm-hmm. boom. And I were to take that, would it have any? Would I notice any kind of a difference or effect on me? Just a common everyday person. So again, it's a commitment to those habits over time. So that, would that, I, you'd have to give me the shot after over, like every game, and I might yep. feel something. So we do the tart cherry shots as well. Ooh, I love tart cherry is one of the yep. best things you can do. It is. So it's very high in what we call natural anthocyanins, which helps uh, with inflammation. It's very similar to taking a Motrin. Um, without the side effects of the Motrin. And then it also has a natural form of melatonin. And melatonin is the sleep hormone that allows us to fall asleep and stay asleep. So doing something natural from food, from the Montmorency tart cherries, we get those from northern Michigan, and then also doing the um, turmeric ginger shots, we're giving our body these anti-inflammatory compounds at the right time after a game. You know, this is a little off t- subject. Today, uh, when we're when we're doing this, is like the uh, the seventeenth of December. We'll we'll put this on tomorrow. On the eighteenth of December, we'll air this podcast, and it'll, it'll be up for the whole holiday season. So you can you know pick and choose, and we're, we'll get into as I said a little bit of the Red Wings. Danny DeKaiser had back surgery today. Uh, and, you know, he had a setback. We thought he was going to come back. You know, obviously, he led the team in ice time last year. Yeah. Wonderful player. Um, now with back surgery, and will you, and it's going to be a couple of month rehab for sure, so he may or may not yep. come back this season. But do you then, will you try to modify a diet for him during recovery, specifically towards him, because he's going to, you know, back surgery is nothing to mess around with as we know i mean everybody i know has had back surgery at one time or another i know it's rehab and all that kind of stuff but how does diet play into that it it absolutely helps with wound healing and recovery and the anti-inflammatory response and then the calories he will need to support his training when he's allowed to to restart skating and training Um, but what we look to do is optimize his nutrition while he's recovering so that we can decrease the recovery time <laughs> as, as much as needed um, for him and to, to allow him to maintain his muscle mass as mm-hmm. well. So he's worked so hard in the gym for his muscle. Um, so we want to make sure that when you have an injury, that tends to be one of the first things that we start to lose is our, our muscle mass. So um, making sure he has enough calories. He's somebody that definitely has a very um, high engine. <laughs> he requires a lot of fuel, a lot of calories. Um, and so for him, 
eating is his job, and he he spends a lot of time. Well, you know, <laughs> I think every podcast, I always bring him up. He's been on the he's been yeah. on the Red and White Authority a lot of times. I always joke with him that he can go to Five Guys and get the triple decker and yeah. put everything on it, and he can, he's one of the very few Red Wings that can. And even though they all love it, love yep. pizza, they could actually eat pizza after a game. I mean, he, yep. he just has a tough time maintaining weight or the, putting the, weight. Yeah. On. So the problem with those types of choices for an athlete is they contain very unhealthy, saturated fat, right. um, sometimes trans fat, and those oils stay around in our body a long time. So sugar's a little more forgiving. Like we can go for a run and burn that off. Right. Yeah, it right. So you can use up the the extra sugar but these very pro-inflammatory oils they're much harder on our body so that's why the choices they we don't burn those up right is it because because they're oil or something they kind of i don't know meld themselves into the blood or something or is so it- the the structure of those pro-inflammatory oils into the downstream effect of what we call cytokines and interleukins wow. and tumor necrosis factor they they play a role not only in disease and inflammation but they they also impact our our cardiac risk status as well so somebody like danny you know he he pays such close attention to what his choices are and even though he could, you know, definitely use the calories of, you know, five hamburgers, we just know that that obviously is not going to be the best fuel for him. So we have to optimize his calories with other calorically dense foods, such as avocados and, you know, nuts and things like that for him. So let's now I, I know we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but it is holiday time. Hockey players are people too. Yep. Uh, you know, over the years we've talked about, you know, the, the Red Wings after they play Sunday night against the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes with uh, with Taylor Hall now in their lineup. Yep. Um, they'll have four days off. Yep. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they'll get back at it. They'll practice Friday and then fly to Florida for weekend uh, of game against the Panthers and the uh, and the Lightning. But. Uh, do these guys, do they come up to you and say, you know, well, you know, Aunt Millie's coming in and yeah. I know that I'm going to be eating that, uh, well, she calls it ambrosia, but basically it's, it's just a bunch of sugar that tastes real good. What What's so neat, um, some of the stories from the players and talking about holiday traditions, it, it's just really neat to, to hear. I, I know that both um, Anthony Mantha and Valtteri Filppula, they both um, have traditions of skating with family. So they they let the, they, they joke, they let the older relatives come out on the ice for a few minutes, um, but then, then they get down to uh, some some uh, hockey with the... Oh, they with play the, hockey. <laughs> you know what? Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, and uh, Phil is usually on the winning team, he said. So. So, 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 so they actually do something physical together. Well, I know that you, yeah. you have a weird... Ping pong. Yeah, yeah, Competitions and stuff too. We but, do, but, yeah. So, 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 so moving uh, flag football. So does Anthony think, or or does Val think, if if I'm playing hockey and physical, and we have these little competitions and all that, that I can go back in and eat Aunt Millie's, you know, sugar salad or whatever. Yeah, and you know, there definitely are players on the Detroit Red Wing team that may not steer off course at all on Christmas Day. Right? They just don't. Um, they're so dialed in and so hardwired. Um, Dylan Larkin 
his mom's cookies. His mom's just, cookies are pretty special. <laughs> and, there's no way he's not going to have know, at least and, a couple. And D- Dylan has his wonderful age going for him, where it's a little <laughs> f- more forgiving when you're younger. Um, so, so that's great. But I, I do feel that the the lesson of moderation is definitely there, and it's nice to have a few days off to recover from that. But I think that the the lesson of what you include in your day is as important as what you exclude. So I can guarantee they're looking for also the color in their day, right? So they're they're going to have they're going to build a beautiful plate for Christmas dinner, um, but. Yes, they, they also may indulge in the special treats that Aunt Millie makes. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we were just using uh, all I can, When I think of Aunt Millie now, isn't that like a bread line or something? Yeah, <laughs> but like, like Bernie, um, their family being French, they have fondue on Christmas, which that's Jonathan really... Jonathan Bernier eats fondue? Mm-hmm, yep. So that's, that's interesting. Um, Adam Ernie, chili. He loves really? his mom's chili, but that's kind of random on Christmas Day, right? Chili, turkey chili, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you like Franz Nielsen? They, they, he enjoys duck. Oh wow, that's a little little gamey. <laughs> I yeah. mean, duck is fine. So, I've yeah. had duck before. You know, just these these little special traditions that each player has with their family. I think you, you have to find a way to incorporate those in. And do you ever have? Anything like, okay, you're, you know, you're, you're here at Little Caesars Arena. You're sitting in your, uh, you, you know, your office area. Guy walks in. It's really kind of hush hush. Looks around. You know, is your phone off? Uh, yeah. You know, shuts the door. Comes up, gets as close as he can get up to you, and then says to you, "Look, Lisa, I, uh, boy, I really overdid it." Yep. I, you know, I got a big test coming up or something. They're gonna t- take my body mass index or something. What can I do? Is there any kind of elixir that they can take to <laughs> to flush it out quicker than maybe the test would show? So if there was that magic elixir, <laughs> I would probably be surfing in Hawaii or skiing. <laughs> so there somewhere. really isn't. I mean, if, if, if you're going to modify or cheat or go off it, chances are it will, the results will show. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that we can do to accelerate um, recovery when too many choices have made their way into the day that maybe shouldn't have been there. And sometimes those are just making the plate 100% perfect, right? So we design really elite plates where the fuel is unbelievable. And so there's a lot of attention to detail on like a bowl uh, where you've got uh, the different colors of the rainbow giving you your different micronutrients. And you know that that fuel is very easy to on the body. So more more plant centric, um, a little bit uh, easier to digest than like a heavy red meat. Uh. Is one are some colors better than others? No, no, no. I I would give you food here. No, no, there's not. um, So there isn't a. In in my opinion, the black is the best because we've got dark chocolate. So that's just my personal choice. Oh, the the flavanols, black, black beans, or something. Well, black beans too, but the flavanols found in dark chocolate. You know, you've got your um, resveratrol in the purple grapes, the anthocyanins in blueberries, beta carotene in oranges and sweet potatoes, 
turmeric, right? Um, yellow has a lot of great, um, like uh, papain is found in pineapple, limonene and lemons. The whites are phenomenal for the immune system with the garlic and onions, having the allium and allicin and sulforaphanes. The blacks, like we mentioned, the flavanols and the fiber found in um, a lot of the, the black beans. We've got... Um, tea, black tea, and then the browns, so amazing in protein and fiber and magnesium. So browns are really great for our blood sugar control. We know that things like oatmeal and um, barley have something called beta-glucan fiber. And beta-glucan can help keep your blood sugar nice and steady. So when we have a, a nice steady blood sugar, we don't spike and that doesn't turn insulin on. So the minute you turn insulin on from a blood sugar spike, you turn fat burning off. So we know kind of the sweet spot, holy grail in sport, is blood sugar stability. So whenever we can give extra fiber, like that found in an apple or in oatmeal, then you keep the blood sugar nice and steady, which allows our players to keep their glycogen stores intact much longer, and then they're using a mixed fuel of fat and carbohydrate, so they're able to to last into the third. So that's good advice for everybody, because we we know that when our blood sugar drops, then our resistance drops as right. well, and then we're going for the M and M's. Um, but like the reds, you know, we've they got are delicious. So yeah, um, our reds have wonderful, you know, lycopenes found in the tomato products, the quercetin in the apple skins, the nitrate in the beets. The greens have, you know, just wonderful um, sulforaphane in asparagus and broccoli, glutathione. There's a special green tea phytochemical called EGCG, which is super awesome for prevention and cancer, and it's very anti-inflammatory. So these power meals that we put together, we do try to build um, something that's visually appealing, but we know that looking at each player individually, everybody is different and everybody needs different food. Yeah, I want to get into maybe some individual diets or something that people specifically, maybe because they have some sort of... uh you know, not medical condition or just what they like or dislike, but I had heard, and I got into this with a buddy of mine, he said that you can always tell when a fruit is a fruit and why a tomato is a fruit is because it has seeds. Mm. If it has seeds, it's a fruit. Mm -hmm. Vegetables don't have seeds. And I'm thinking, well, doesn't... uh, squash have seeds i mean that's like the gen- general rule but, but, but yeah. it's, it, it, i mean because i'm thinking well that can't be true or is so is it sort of true or it's, it's sort of true yeah it's again <laughs> nutrition is so darn complicated really right? i mean i'm just trying to think about it so if, if it has a seed chances are it's a fruit correct really yeah unless of course you're like a zucchini or squash Right. Because they have seeds. Right. <laughs> there's, you know, there's certainly some some fruits and veggies that are better than others, you know. And I know that we look at those with, um, you know, a, a keen eye from a sports perspective. But we also know that from a longevity perspective, the same advice that we give athletes also helps, uh, you know, us feel right. better. Right. Us right. get through our days. Um, it's the same lessons. When you now, are there special needs for some of the Red Wings? I mean, do you? I mean, whether they're they're a vegan or yeah. you know they they like meat, but they don't like uh, red yeah. meat per se. Or all I want to do, give me a red meat diet that's healthy for me. Do, do do they come to you and ask you those things? Yep, 
Um, so for sure, we, we have a suggestion book um, in the locker room now where um, players can request um, specific items. We, we really try hard to meet everybody's individual needs, considering their cultural requests right. as well, because we have players from all over the world. And our chef does a great job um, in the staff that supports him in preparing our pregame meal, our postgame meal, and then on the road we have um, special requests for what the hotels provide for our pregame meal, and then I'm feeding a postgame meal at the arena when we play back-to-back situations that is extremely nutrient-dense to help with recovery because we're turning around and playing the next day. We also have food on the airplane. <laughs> so it's very easy to be successful. Oh, yeah. well, I know that. There's plenty of great choices. It is very easy to be successful. Right. Well, you know, you know Andrew Kristoff is one of the producers on, yes. this, on this show. When we get on that plane, you know, you're supposed to order like, a, right. like a, an entree and stuff. Andrew, whatever the three entrees are. He eats all three all of them. Three. That's probably, but he thinks he's eating the rainbow because usually they're all different colored. Well, he's like Dylan in that he's got age on his side, so he can probably manage that. <laughs> great, great. I, I, hopefully, we won't have an ugly episode on the plane, though. But uh, but we may. Uh, Andrew's sitting right next to us, ladies and gentlemen. That's and he always wants us to mention him. So Andrew, you can say hello. Hey, how's it going? Thank you. <laughs> so, but we do, you know, even on the airplane, you'll you'll see that there's there's. You know, simple choices with salads and soups. And right. Well, you know, you have pudding that, and oatmeal and uh, those berries. You know, the, you know. Unfortunately, yeah, the, the the general public, but you have. I don't know if they're like the peanut butter balls, balls or yep. there's they're, they're these balls that are yep. delicious. Energy. They're no bake. And they're supposed to be really good for you. Yeah, and we can post the recipe to this if you'd like. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, great. Because they're delicious. They're. Yeah, I mean, very we'll easy de- to make. We'll definitely have to. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do that on the podcast. We couldn't posted per se uh the recipe yeah we will definitely figure it out um all right so i I know we have to have to be wrapping this up it's a game day today but okay we've talked about it you know the red wings themselves you know they you know some of them are so into it that on christmas day they will turn aunt millie's uh um sugar salad down but most most of the guys probably have a few things maybe that they don't normally eat in the course of a season. But what you're saying is still moderation. I mean, if you fall off the horse, so to speak, get right back on it. And I guess most people would then kind of guilt trip or they'll say, listen, you know, okay, I've been doing, you know, I had, you know, three burgers, you know, everything's you know, gone to, you know, gone to Hades, I'm going to start eating uh, three burgers a day again or something. But really, we're human beings, mistakes will be made, you'll, you'll, we'll all deviate off course. But really, if you really have a plan that you like and works for you, even if you fall off it, I know this is being long, and I'm drawn out here, but you can, it's so easy to go back and don't feel bad about it. Yeah, I think the the good suggestion is um, tr- try not to miss twice, right? So if you right. set a goal, you try try to stay with it. And if you miss it once, okay. But if you miss it twice, then that starts to interrupt your pattern because we know that outcomes are a result of what you repeat. Right. So these guys are so dialed in, right? Their their outcomes are a result of what they do day after day after day. And so they have all of these things 
just dialed in, hardwired into their routine that they don't even think about it. It's muscle memory for them. Um, if you notice on the road, um, and I'm sure you observe, you know, they're they're carrying fluids to rehydrate. Oh, right. Like you, you, you see, you can visually see their habits. Right. 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 No, you really can. You really can. And, and they're just the, in the sleep, the nap time, you know, they, they know that that is so critical to their performance. And so it's built into the day because we don't get the full eight hours at night with the travel. Right. Um, so that that small window for a nap during the day is there. Are you seeing that the younger players, the guys that they draft, that because they are so aware at a younger age that they're fairly educated mm-hmm. by the time they, they, they become Red Wings or into the Red Wing organization, yep. that they kind of know. I mean, you might modify a yep. few things, but pretty much they're almost on the same page as you are. They, they come in ahead of the curve, for sure, and they want to know protocols for how to use sauna, how to use cryotherapy, how to use the sensory deprivation tank um, so that they can perform at their best. We do a lot of interesting testing um, preseason where we, you know, we're looking at fitness testing, but I also am looking at their lab values to optimize how they look on paper, but we can also measure what's called VO2 max, metabolic efficiency. We can look at DNA genetic testing. Um, So whatever players are interested in to really learn about themselves, we can do that. And so we, we, bring in a sleep specialist who can help them, you know, really dial in their sleep if they're struggling. We brought in um, Dr. Um, Larry Sprite from University of Guelph who came in and helped us with our sweat rate testing. So they 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 put put a little patch on their forehead. It's just incredible. And so he was able to tell all of our players exactly, you know, what their losses were so we can individualize their electrolyte needs specific to a game situation. So um, wow. it's it's really neat. And then the body composition, the fitness testing, the lactate threshold, food allergy testing, metabolic efficiency data, looking at their respiratory quotients. Um, and then there's um, Pete and Russ um, take care of their concussion testing. And then there's something called um, morning heart rate variability, which helps us to, to gauge you know how recovered they are. But, you know, we can really learn from elite athletes and apply some of those lessons to ourselves. One being knowing your numbers, right? Do you know what your blood sugar fasting number is? Everybody probably should know that. Or triglyceride levels, cholesterol, HDL, blood pressure. You know, having a primary care doctor because... It's vitally important. It is. You have to look out for yourself, right? Right, Nobody's going to do that. And so these are basic screening measures that can give you a window to your health. Usually your intuition is right. When something's not feeling right, it probably isn't, and it's a sign to go. But in the new year, a good recommendation is to make sure you have a primary care doc and that you know your own numbers. And you know, like if somebody's struggling with weight, sometimes we find it's a thyroid issue. Right, and right. you know, getting your thyroid numbers checked is really important. Well, Lisa, I, we're going to have to wrap this up, unfortunately. But I know that Christmas Day... You you go off the chain, off the hook. What do you eat? What's your cheat food? What can't you get enough of on on, on that day where you know that you're going to feel a little guilty about it? You might pay for it, but you don't care. You're throwing caution to the wind. You're going to eat it. 
Well, I'm fortunate enough to have my mom and dad alive still. God bless them. That's great. And they do the lion's share of the cooking on Christmas Day. It's at my house, but they, they're doing most of the work. And do you at least clean up? I, do, I help. I contribute some dishes. I'm making all the vegetable dishes, but my mom is making the really indulgent dishes, right? Okay. So she makes homemade pierogi, which she makes Ooh. for the team, too. So oh, we bring I that here. Those. Oh, those are delicious. So that's a tradition. So mm. we'll, we'll make homemade pierogi. I'll make sure you get some. Oh, please do. So, I love that. So that's one. Um, and, Not Andrew, though. You know, <laughs> and Andrew, I'll, I'll make sure you guys get some. But just, you know, enjoying what people bring to the table and making sure that I'm moving around uh, around that ping pong table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, the competition. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my Christmas, I eat the rainbow on Christmas Day because I don't the rest of the year. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, eating the rainbow is essential. And, you know, and I think that, you know, as much as I joke with you over the years, and we've done three Christmas holiday themed shows here, uh, and then just a couple just talking about, about nutrition and health and, and things for the players, is that eating the rainbow is a good start and you can never go wrong right. by doing that. And, you know, I think if you Cut out the donuts and the soda, the Ugh. French fries, the candy, ice cream, Oof. sugary drinks, Ugh. chips. Those things, you don't feel good after eating those. Or if you have them in moderation, right, and, and try to snack on the better things. Then but a caramel macchiato with double shots of whatever is, is, is okay. I mean, we're, we're, the way coffee has evolved has can't really be great for the nutrition of our country. No, some of the coffee drinks are, you know, over 800 calories. Oh, so man. they're not all okay. I still you like know. it. But black coffee, which I only black drink, coffee. just straight great black data. coffee. Great data, good for you. Yeah, yeah no yeah. no issues there. Yeah, you know, I, I think just be aware. Know, know what you love and fuel yourself with what you love. Now, we've talked about this, and then I'm, then I'm going to end it, I, I promise. But coffee... Every time I read studies now, is coffee, I know I joked about an elixir, but it seems to almost be an elixir as long as it's black. I mean, you almost have to drink it black, but coffee is a good thing. It is. It's one of the most studied food items ever, and the data shows that it's it's of benefit. Um, there are genetic differences like in Like two people. or three cups, not mm-hmm. like constantly drinking it. I, I think that the most of the studies cap it at six cups a day. But Whoa, really? Yeah. Um, but there are some right. people genetically who are slow caffeine metabolizers right. and some that are fast caffeine metabolizers. And those that are fast caffeine metabolizers know it, and they benefit from an athletic perspective. It helps to uh, mobilize more free fatty acids for fuel, so they perform a little better with caffeine, just like a cup of coffee. You, you notice when the guys come off the bus, you're, you're oh, photographing God, them, yeah. that most of them are carrying a cup of coffee. That's the caffeine that I'm talking about, right? That helps with performance. The slow metabolizers, they don't usually drink coffee. Um, we know that it doesn't really help athletic performance really yeah mm-hmm. I, I will tell you this many years ago i uh, used to do a, a radio program and the red wings would have to walk in order to get into their dressing room at joe lewis arena uh, they'd have to walk by me in legendary studio p and uh, i would say 10 out of 10 of them always had a cup of coffee in their hand as they were walking yeah. into the room to get ready for the game 
I yeah. mean, a lot of them did. I, Mo- I, most I, of them are waking up from that, that the, afternoon nap. For, and exactly. Then they're, that's, they're going I'm to sure play. That's probably it's, it. You know, you think you, you've got to be at your peak performance at 7, 7.30 at night. And if you're on the West Coast, right. that's 10 o'clock at night. Right. So it, it's a little bit off from our circadian cycles from when we usually are our strongest. Wow, that's, that's excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, Lisa, as always, thank you. Uh, happy holidays, season's greetings, you Merry too. Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you for doing this. We'll have you on again very, very soon. And I'm looking forward to it because Lisa has put together a vegan plate for me, which, trust me, I've never had before in my life. So thank you for doing that. And I'm looking forward and I will give you a full report. Okay, thank you. Hopefully I won't have an episode like Andrew. Right. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> thank you very much, Lisa. I really appreciate it.